This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Yeah. All right. Um, it is the Utopia Football Podcast here. So let's. And a big reminder too. To do this at the beginning, but um, if you're listening to this podcast, be sure to click on subscribe and use that Odyssey app to find us. We know more and more people finding us every week, so we appreciate you telling a friend about us as well. Um, wherever it is you get your podcast, make sure you click that subscribe button so you get it automatically. John, you want to do a little For Real or Fugazi? Let's do it. All right, we do this every Monday. It's called For Real or Fugazi. I read a sentence to John, sports-related and sometimes non-sports-related. Um I read it as if it is fact. If John agrees that it is indeed fact, he says for real. If he thinks that what I said is just uh, ballyhoo and hogwash, he says fugazi. Fugazi. It's Italian for counterfeit. It means I'm a phony. All right, John, here we go. For real or fugazi? Kaimi Fairbairn will be the Texans starting kicker in 2024. For real or fugazi? For real. He's given no reason to show that he shouldn't be. They're very fortunate to have John Wiggs, Kaimi Fairbairn, Cam Johnston. A better question would be, well, Cam Johnston, because his contract's up, he is still the only free agent. Nick Casario's given a three-year contract. Yeah. Well, and Kaimi, and that's why I said 2024, He's a. this is his last year of a deal that I think a lot of people, when they when Bill O'Brien gave it to him, it was uh, one of a slew of deals where O'Brien decided to pay list times two um, Kaimi was one of the highest paid kickers in football when he signed that deal, but I don't think he was considered one of the best. He's still, even four years later, the ninth highest paid kicker in the sport. Um, so you think that Nick Casario is of mind to pay a kicker, huh? I do. I don't okay. think a lot of money, but I think they'll pay him. Okay. It's like he paid Cam Johnston. Right now, special teams are the least of their problem. Yeah. You don't want to create another problem. I remember Oilers general managers used to think, oh, we can get a kicker. We can get a punter anywhere until they had to start looking. Then there was a revolving door. All right, next one, John. Unlike last season, Deshaun Watson's return to NRG Stadium in week 16 this year will be a non-story. For real or Fugazi? Fugazi. It's going to be a huge story. Talk shows will be talking about it all week. Chronicle will be writing about it. Uh, uh, Brandon and I will be writing about it in uh, Sports Radio 610 com. As long as he is playing against the Texans, it'll be a big story. And when he's playing in Houston, it will always be a humongous story because maybe, just maybe this year, they'll have a chance to beat him, unlike last year when he didn't do squat and the Texans were terrible and the Browns won. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> okay. 
I guess I I hesitate to say they didn't have a chance to beat them last year. Like Kyle Allen literally handed the the Browns like twenty one points. Like it, uh, it's almost like Montero, John. Like if you take any other human being and put them in instead of Rafael Montero, you have a much better chance of winning that baseball game. Similarly, I think if they taken any human being in the stadium other than Kyle Allen that day, they would have a chance. That was by far Deshaun Watson's worst game as a pro last year. By far, he was and he was beatable, and the crowd was. Fired up, but the Texans' offense was the worst I've ever seen in this city's history, going back to the 71 and 72 Oilers who won one game in two years. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the one game they win in the last month of the season was the one game nobody wanted them to win. And you got Cowboys and Chiefs and Browns, and they don't win any of those. It's just, uh, anyways, bigger and brighter things ahead for sure. All right, next one, John. For real or Fugazi? Justin Jefferson will eventually be the next big-name wide receiver to get traded for multiple high picks. Fugazi, I think he means too much to the to Kevin O'Connell's offense. He's definitely uh, one of the top two or three receivers in the league. And Kirk Cousins could be gone after this year. And if you take Cousins and Jefferson out of that offense, as, as they've gotten rid of so many players as it is, I think the one guy that can be guaranteed to stay in is Jefferson. And now maybe on a contract after that, if he gets a short-term deal mm-hmm. for a big, big money average. But uh, I don't think on the next one he'll be traded, not Justin Jefferson. They're slow playing him right now, though, reportedly up in Minnesota. You know, he wants that deal. Um, so they're they're kind of taking it easy. John, I said this on the show the other day, and maybe Justin Jefferson, I, I'm with you. I think Minnesota's going to sign him. Um, and I think they do it this offseason. Uh but Jefferson, you know, a guy like T. Higgins in Cincinnati, he's another one heading into a contract year that I think wants to get paid, but it's going to be awfully hard for the Bengals to pay him and pay Burrow and pay Jamar Chase. You know, the Texans have a huge need at wide receiver to get one of the one of those types of guys, you know, the like the man, the guy. Um, that would be progress to me, John, for this season. Like if after this season, there's some big especially a wide receiver, but, you know, there's some big, like, trade pieces out there that teams don't want to give big money to, but they want to get a couple premium picks for, that if the Texans can get mentioned in those trade talks for those teams as a possible destination and people aren't snickering about it, kind of like when the Jets were going after Tyreek Hill. You know, like, I think people looked at that and said, okay, well, they're not a good football team, but you see some pieces there and it starts to look like something, and I could see where Tyreek Hill might want to go there. The Texans get mentioned in stuff like that, John, and people are like, yeah, I could see that. Progress, John. This is progress in 2023. Players are always going to go where they get the most money. And One of the things you worry about, a guy like T. Higgins, if a guy's number two at one team, can he be a number one with you? Or is he just one of those guys that needs to be a number two, gets single covered all the time? Alvin Harper syndrome, John. That's what we exactly. call it. Yep. Great, great example. Yep. All right. Next one, John. For real or Fugazi, by the time the Titans play the Texans week 15 and week 17, Will Levis will be the Titans starting QB. For real or Fugazi? That's that's true. I just uh, spent a weekend in Nashville, went up for the funeral of the late Bob Hyde, who longtime executive with the Oilers and Titans, and I saw a lot of Titans people spent time with fans and uh, everybody expects Levis to be starting at some point. They were 6-6 six and six with Ryan Tannehill last year, and but they're not going to win the division, might not go to the playoffs, but at some time Levis is going to be playing. Everybody thinks it'll be at some point 
some point in late November, early December. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are they excited about him, John? It, they're mixed because there's been a lot because he was. They should have been fired up about getting him in the second round. Everybody thought he was going in the first round, but a lot are like, eh, if he's going in the second round, something's matter with him. And then when you tell him about things that happened between his last two years at uh, Kentucky, losing coordinator and offensive lineman, his favorite receivers are like, oh. And that's not Titans people, that's fans. But there's nowhere near the feeling among the fans there as there is here over Stroud. And that's the difference in a guy being taken second and a guy falling into the second round. Yeah, I would say so too. All right, two more, John, non-football. For real or Fugazi, at some point during the 2023 season, Jose Abreu will no longer be the everyday first baseman for the Astros. Uh, easy. I mean, what do you want from the guy? He had what three hits in a game against the Dodgers? He's had two, a couple, and he's almost caught up with Chaz and Corey uh, with home runs. You know, he probably shouldn't be. I'd put Yonder Diaz at first base, but you know how Dusty is to prove a point, yeah. and all the money they paid him, they got justified to Jim Crane. So I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the first baseman. He'll get a few rests. I'm hoping when he get a, gets a few rests, he's not the DH. And because once Alvarez comes back, oh, yeah. what happens to Yiner Diaz? What happens if Yiner continues to produce? You know, if Altuve's healthy, what happens to Mauricio Dubon? You know, Dusty's got to find a way to me to keep Diaz in the lineup when uh, Alvarez returns. How about last night, John? Uh, and we're as you as you're listening to this, our faithful listeners out there. We're recording this on a Monday, so this is the day after the Astros' six to five extra inning win over the Dodgers. First extra inning win of the year, by the way. Yippee ki Yep, absolutely. Um, how about Carl Ravitch after Abreu's home run? Is like Jose Abreu is back, oh, and I'm God. like. Dude, he's been back like four times this year. He's been back more times than the University of Texas football has been back in the last decade. <laughs> he's back. Get the hell out of here. Oh, give me a break. Oh, my God. All right, last one, John. Oh, hold yeah. on. I got one even better. Okay. I was watching ESPN, and I heard Kirk Herbstreit say, Billy O'Brien is the best offensive mind in the, in the NFL. What, John? Billy O'Brien. John, I need okay. I need proof of this. This is like saying you tell me telling me you saw Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I need pictures, John. I, I need video of this. Really? Where was this? Like on a on what show? I don't remember. I had the TV on and I was watching. Oh my god! And they I, were do, they were talking about Mac Jones and others and and uh, Billy O'Brien is the best offensive mind in football. And I started to tweet it, but I didn't. Did he call him Billy? Yeah. Oh my God. Everybody that has and anything to do with O'Brien and the Patriots calls him Billy, even though ever since he went to Penn State and here he's Bill. 
but up there he's, he's Billy. Billy. He's Billy. All right. Okay. And then I, I heard another one say he's one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Okay. I mean, he's he's a solid enough coach. He's a horrible GM. Solid was a good way to put it. Yeah, so. he's solid enough. Like he's he's you know he's got he's got his blind spots. Um, he's not horrible, but a, it, it a would help him a lot if he could do for Mac Jones and get Mac Jones to play better than he's ever played. You know, when you're coaching Brady, that's one thing. And he did do a good, good job with developing Deshaun Watson. But now I would think Watson's more talented than Mac Jones. But if Jack Mac Jones starts playing better than we've ever seen him, then people can start praising Bill. Now he did a great job with Bryce Young, but Young had so much talent around him and he's so gifted We'll see. He's been very blessed to coach a lot of really good quarterbacks. No doubt. All right, last one, John. And I don't know if you have firsthand practical knowledge of what I'm about to say, but I'm about to go on vacation next week. And part of our vacation along the way here is a trip to Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, to be exact, home of Dolly Parton. For real or Fugazi, Dollywood greater than Disney World. Oh, let's see. It depends on what you want. If you want mountains and trees and beautiful scenery and you don't want traffic wall to wall across the state uh, like you get in Florida. And I've been I've not been to Dolly, Dollywood, but I know all about it from all my friends in Tennessee. Still, it's Dollywood versus Disney World. I'll say Disney World's best, but okay. you're gonna you're gonna get some beautiful, beautiful territory. Okay, so I'm, that's a fugazi right there, huh? That's a fugazi. Fugazi. All right, all right. John, can I just tell you that Dolly Parton is one of my like my five favorite people on the face of the earth? No, I didn't know that. I love Dolly Parton. I think she's Good. a delicate flower, John. Yes, yes, a delicate. I don't think there's anything she's, delicate about him. She is my. <laughs> She, Amy knows this. Uh, Dolly Parton is my uh, hall pass in the 70 to 79-year-old category. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love her. I love her to death. I used to, when I was growing up in Waco, there was an AM station that played music, and they had, a, they had two people imitating her and Porter Wagner. And... Uh, <laughs> And part, I can't remember the commercial, but I remember, ooh, ooh Porter, squeeze these babies. <laughs> You're going to love it. And it might have had something to do with cantaloupes or watermelon or Charmin. It's a Charmin commercial. It would have Charmin. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was a local commercial. I didn't know who Porter Wagner was. I knew who Darley, Dolly Parton was. And I'm thinking, could she really be talking about? Theater of the mind, man. That's funny. <laughs> that is great. All right. Well, John, I'll report back on Dolly. We're definitely going to Dollywood. so um, You're going to have a blast. I can't wait. I, I, I've never stayed in the Smoky Mountains before. I'm really excited. We have a cabin. That's beautiful. We have a cabin in the mountains. Nobody near us with a hot tub on the front patio there. On the, on like the deck and it faces the mountains. It's going to be good. That is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Very excited about that. And I'm assuming Amy's excited, too. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll check with her. I, you know, I probably should have asked her before I scheduled the vacation. Are you excited about this? But I'll, I'll ask her afterwards. Were you excited? Yeah, she's excited. He is. I'm just joking. I have. She. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I definitely check with her before I do.
you guys stuff.